Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Jeff Halley joins us live from Jakarta, where he's facing the prospect of a, a monsoon in a, few, in a few minutes. Trust you home and dry, as it were. Um, so, well, we're seeing an inexorable rise in equities again today, aren't we? Yes, indeed. Uh, across uh, most of Asia, we have seen a rise in uh, equity markets yet again, following on from um, following on from w- another strong performance from Wall Street overnight. Particularly in Australia, uh, where equity markets are up over two percent. The Nikkei and the Korean Kospi are both slightly lower on uh, North Korean uh, tensions. They've cut off all communications with the South Koreans, apparently, uh, and also the strengthening of the yen overnight versus the dollar. But otherwise, across the rest of Asia, it's a sea of green, uh, which I expect will set us up nicely for a, a positive open in Europe. What's pushing it, do you think? What's changing? Is there a feeling of optimism about economies opening? Yes, there's definitely that. I mean, we've seen this, uh, even Indonesia this morning, they moved to uh, uh, tapering of their lockdowns uh, this week. They've now taken off the limits of seating an aircraft, for example. You now it can be more than 50% full, for example. We've also seen uh, the Hong Kong government directly bail out Hong, uh, Cathay Pacific Airlines with a, with a $5 billion package uh, this morning. That's just been announced as well. Uh, gradually, we're seeing economies reopening. And, of course, we have the Federal Reserve coming up uh, tomorrow night. Uh, they expect to be still uber dovish. And uh, a lot of this uh, a lot of this rally has been propelled by the bottomless amounts of uh, unconventional easing that uh, central banks are flooding flooding the markets with at the moment. What of the continuing tensions between Hong Kong and China? How are you reading that right now? It seems to have died off. The protest movements definitely appears to be on the back foot, and we've seen a number of large companies and also the oligarchs that uh, make up most of the wealth in Hong Kong all coming out, uh, notably uh, companies such as Stan Chart and uh, Standard Chartered on HSBC, amongst others, uh, coming out and supporting the new security laws. So things have gone quiet there. The U.S. is busily passing a law to sanction, I believe, some uh, Chinese officials over that and their treatment of the wages. But that appears to be more of a U.S.-China uh, tension, not 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 involving Hong Kong directly. So at the moment, uh, the Hong Kong situation seems to have uh, quieted down, although I suspect it has yet to go away completely. It is extraordinary, isn't it, that given that record finish of the Nasdaq uh, last night, or as, as, as we see our last night, as it were, in, in, in the United States, headlines this morning, a return of the bull market. You have to ask yourself why, but at the same time, that's a, a statistical thing, I would imagine. Is it not rather than a, an emotional thing, or is it, is it a bit of both? I think it's a, perhaps you could call it a statistical uh, output that leads to an emotional response. I think the uh, the key underlying fact here we have to understand is that this entire asset market rally has been driven by the central banks around the world easing uh, monetary policy and flooding the world's uh, e- economy uh, with cash to keep uh, to, to offset the, the, the COVID-19 slowdown. And this is what's pushing up stock markets and other asset markets around the world. You mentioned that you, you felt you would get this uber dovish, as you put it, uh, message from the Fed. That presumably will have a knock-on effects for equity markets again when that becomes clear tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Yes, I would expect that to happen. They announced yesterday that they were extending their small and medium enterprise lending scheme to encompass uh, more of those uh, more of those types of companies in the United States. They wouldn't be doing that 
on a on a Monday if they were going to become uh, somewhat less dovish on a on a Wednesday night. So I, I think they will reaffirm their intent to keep uh, monetary policy as loose as it needs to be to get back to their unemployment target in the United States, which I think is around four percent. So given that unemployment is thirteen and a half, that's still a lot of easing to go. And and finally, um, again, headlines from today and yesterday here about what 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 are described from the UK standpoint. This is a bit disparaging, but emerging economies shrinking for the first time in sixty years. Now, emerging economies, I think that sort of umbrella does not really include Asia, but more Africa, I'm guessing. But uh, is is that a a, a a good umbrella to look at? And B is is it is it happening as far as you can see? I think if we look at the situation on the ground, we can definitely see in our everyday lives the effect of this COVID-19 pandemic on economic life. I, I believe it will uh, disproportionately, disproportionately affect emerging markets as they have less financial resources at their disposal to uh, to fund recoveries or to, to shield the economy from these slowdowns. So I would expect developed markets in Asia to recover much faster than, say, Africa or particularly Latin America, which is in a world of pain at the moment. Jeff Halley, thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.